Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five-minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Hey everybody, welcome back to campus here at Trade Show University. So excited that you are here today and, and that you're continuing to learn. You're continuing to get better at our shows and events as and now we're in the we're near the end of 2022 and wow, the, the live events are really, really coming back in full swing and really excited to see what 2023 is going to bring for all of us in the industry. And I've got a guest on today that's going to help every single show planner and everyone who's considering to do maybe even a corporate event or there's a lot of lot of things that, that we can do in the event space. But we're going to be talking today all about sponsorships and really understanding event sponsorships and what are the potentials, what's it all about. And I've got on the perfect guest, and that is Roberta Vigilance. And Roberta teaches organizations how to secure sponsors for events, and she's the author of How to Secure Sponsors Successfully. Back in 1999, Roberta launched an event planning business and needed money to implement the events. So she taught herself how to secure sponsors. I love that, taught herself, and since then has secured local to corporate sponsors. Roberta, Thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome to Trade Show University. Say hi to everybody who's listening today. Jim, thank you. Hi, everyone. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Roberta, thank you. So let, let's dive right into it. Let's, we're going to be talking about understanding event sponsorships. So do you feel that people have different views of sponsorships? Or is there all just everyone understands one one way that sponsors are? No, I wish everyone understood just one way because the industry itself would be a lot more successful, a lot more sponsorship proposal would be approved. <laughs> um, right. So we have the, you know, one of the hugest misconceptions about event sponsorship is that it's a donation and that's not true. You don't necessarily need to be a 501c or any other type of nonprofit to be able to secure a sponsor. So, so if we can get rid of that, and if we can both with the sponsorship seeker and with the sponsors, because some sponsors have gotten used to, you know, asking that famous question or just saying we only want to sponsor you if you are a nonprofit organization and that's because they can use that as a tax write-off but if you're going to do that then you cannot expect to get any marketing benefits or any benefits at all because the benefit is the tax write-off mm -hmm. right so that's a huge misconception so I've read sponsorship proposal where, you know, the sponsorship seeker starts with, 
you know, this is what I do, this is what I'm asking for, and then they end it with, would you please donate? And it's like, no. <laughs> and the second one, I would say that's seven huge ones, but I'll give you the second one, which is advertisement, right? It's just, it's not only advertisement, it's just not about hanging a banner at your booth or online or giving them a shout out on the podcast, right? It's, it's more, you can use the sponsorship to generate leads, to reconnect the sponsor with other sponsors, like a networking thing that goes on behind the scene. It's so much benefit that you can actually offer a sponsor outside of just advertising. As a show planners and show organizers, they really need to get creative for their sponsors if they want to get additional sponsors to, to, to invest. And then that's really what it is. It's an investment in that show. Is that, am I on, on, on target with that thing? It's more of an investment than it's definitely not a donation. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. It's, it's funny that you use the word investment because when I started in, in the 90s, right, I come from a sales background. Mm-hmm. So, and I just jumped in with planning events hard first. I saw a problem, came up with a solution, and the solution was to, to, to be activated via an event. So, I, then I, that's when I realized, like, oh, events cost money. Oh, I didn't know that. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. So, I went to companies in my, in my neighborhood, right, and, um, and I asked them to invest. And I got all yes, 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 yes. So then I went into the city, into the corporate brands, right? And I mm-hmm. and I said the same pitch, you know, would you invest? Listen, Jim, I was kicked out of their offices so fast. And I'm like, what the heck is happening here? And I realized, that's when I realized I was using, I realized I was using the wrong word when the word sponsorship or sponsor, one out of the two, it came to my realm. But I, I don't know how I learned that word, right? To this day, I do, someone maybe, maybe when I went to Adidas, you know, maybe Beth over there at Adidas said, do you mean sponsor? I, I don't know. <laughs> but I picked up the word and then I just change the language from invest and, and start asking companies to sponsor would you sponsor and that's when the world of sponsorship opened up to me you know and i just kept repeating the format over and over so invest is like yes they're making an investment but that you're not with the sponsor you're not necessarily flipping their money and say, hey, you know, here a hundred grand and I'm gonna give you back a hundred grand in, in cash, right? It doesn't work like that. You're saying that I'm gonna give you back at minimum a hundred grand in benefits. One of those assets can be put put in the sponsor's name at a booth. This it, it has value. Now you need to quantify that value, right? You can also, if it's Something like I've done with Tommy Hilfiger, who was one of my sponsors, is to reconnect Tommy Hilfiger with his demographic when a rumor came out about him. So that has value. Mind you, Jim, when I started, I did not self-taught, so I didn't know about these types of things. I approached Tommy Hilfiger with, with, hey, 
there's a rumor about you. And I met Tommy right before that rumor came out. I said, I don't get this vibe from you. I'm looking to do a fashion show and I would like for you to be a sponsor. And, you know, so I can reconnect you with your demographic. And Tommy Hilfiger was a huge brand. To give a nobody like me, to allow me to use your name is used to trust me, right? So it's, it's, it's an investment in that way where you're offering them the return, but not necessarily as money. It's more so of a partnership, right? So the sponsorship is the funding, is a funding, funding partnership, you can call it. Wow. So words really matter. So while in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, it's it's like an investment, but you, but really, like you said, sponsor, that's the term that corporate America understands. They, yeah. they understand what it means to them. And investment means something completely different to them. Whereas maybe on, like you said, the small businesses, the neighborhood businesses, they get they got it by using the word investment. And they may not have understood what sponsorship was all about. Yeah, so words matter, and and my goodness, how how awesome that you were able to get on the radar of some of these big brands, and have have them come in. Is there a key to working with some of those bigger brands that that you were able to attract them? The the key with the the brands versus the local. Let's see what I would say. It's all it's always about knowing the value that you are going to offer a corporate brand, right? Having a booth, what's the offer? Don't be like everyone else and say, well, I'm gonna offer you the the visibility. That's not something I ever told the sponsor, I'm gonna give you visibility. It was always, even as I was learning myself, I always said, you know, to bring you up close and personal with your target audience. It was always that, and that was done through, you know, placing their names on flyers back then, right? So they can stay at the top of mind of, of, of sponsors. Mm-hmm. Now, today, it would be doing the same, but placing, you know, the QR code that would take a sponsor back, take the, the sponsor's audience back to that sponsor's website or wherever they want their, their audience to go. So a cheat code would be to... One, know the value that you're offering. Here, here's here's the here's the, the ultimate cheat cheat code, Jim. <laughs> is when you already have the connection to someone, when you know someone in who already works at the corporate brand, right? And I believe those days are going and almost gone where you have a buddy who works at a corporate brand and you say, hey, sponsor my stuff and you cannot provide them with any return any longer. (laughs) COVID, I think, destroyed that. And I've been saying this before COVID that it's not a great strategy. You should always provide value so that you can keep that business in business, keep that sponsor in business. So cheat with code would be to say, you know, to say that you have a friend that works at a corporate brand, you know, and to return again, here we go, back to the return value back to your buddy. So if they are cutting you a check for X amount, give them back that at minimum and then increase it, maximize it to whatever until you double it and go beyond that, right? So- 
if I'm missing something, I might come back. I might, you know, if something else might come back to me, but that's what comes to mind right now. I think I'm missing something though. So hopefully it comes back to mind. No, but you make some really, really great points there. You know, one is if you have relationships, use those relationships to get to get in the door and really show showcase what is the value that you're bringing back. And I love how you said, look, I'm not going to give you exposure. These huge brands have all the exposure. They've got huge marketing departments. They've got big budgets for exposure. I'm going to connect you with a chunk of your target audience that you might not be connecting with right now. And you're, you're offering them something that's unique. And so I want everyone listening to really start thinking, uh, how am I doing that? If I'm trying to get more sponsors, are you just putting out, yeah, we've got these sponsorship packages and for $10,000 you can get this and for $15,000 you can get your name on a water bottle. And, and But how are you connecting? How are you going to drive business back? Because a lot of these brands are not looking for additional branding and additional awareness. While that's always a great thing to have, how are you really connecting? Maybe you can do a special one-on-one meet and greet with that audience. So they can ask questions or they can meet someone from the big brand that they've always wanted to meet or, you know, there's get creative. And I'm, I'm sure Roberta, I'm sure in your book you and, and just dealing with people, you probably have a lot of suggestions on ways yeah. to do that. I do. I think you've peeked into my book, have you? (laughs) I have not, but I need to. I need to. Here's another. I'll give you two that I personally like, and I I call one of them the crossover market. So one is, let's say that you you know you you have a product that's made for you have a dye, a hair dye that's made for 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 women right let's just say you make a product for women and you know then you notice a you notice that that product and i'm speaking to the sponsors this the sponsor might not notice that the product can also be suitable for men this product is just made for women let's say it's a hair dye then a sponsorship seeker comes to you with an innovative idea and say hey I have a group of women who can also benefit from your product and use this hair dye. Don't throw away that option and, and, and not approve that sponsorship proposal, that, that sponsorship opportunity. Consider it, right? You, we're bringing a new demographic to you, a crossover audience, the same as if you have you know, a, a, a community, you're a sponsorship seeker and you have uh, there's a brand that you want to target as a sponsor and you speak English, but the, the sponsor audience currently speaks English. You have a target audience that speaks Spanish. You can then say to that sponsor, and this is part of being creative, saying, hey, we can bring you your product into the Spanish speaking community you're what you are doing is giving the sponsors warm leads they don't have to spend the x amount you know buku of money to attract you know their the target audience of you have a person who has the relationship which is very important and sponsors have to remember that the sponsorship sponsorship seekers are the one with the relationship. So 
they leverage that relationship to say, hey, try this sponsor's product. Welcome, meet this sponsor, as you mentioned, Jim, earlier. Yeah. Try this product, you know, give this product a good review or something like that. But those are some ways that you can be creative and offer value, right? Give them something different that they did not think about in sponsorship. Sponsors should really have an open mind about that. And that's something I really wish that would happen more often that they don't do the same old, same old. Yeah. And I, I, you, you bring up some really, really great examples there. Thank you for sharing those. And in, and you're right. In, in a lot of times in the, in the trade show world, especially before COVID happened, we would see, we would see year after year, the same kind of sponsorship op packages, same sponsorship opportunities. And, and it was very, very similar. And it got, almost tired and boring and for for a sponsor I, I think some of them just okay i'll sponsor just i'll do it i'll try it again i'll tell you i'll do it one more time and it might not have been that they were really truly getting tremendous value out of it it may have been okay i believe in what you're doing and i so i will i will sponsor this i will i will cut you a check for this or that but getting creative can get your sponsors excited about opportunities and go wow wow there, this is new. This is a way I've not I've not heard anything like this before. So I think that's the challenge for everyone listening today is to really start thinking differently. And what can you offer that's different? I love the, the cross-promoting ideas. I, I, uh, everything that you're saying is just really, really speaking to me, and I love I love that. Let me let me throw out a term that I'm not a hundred percent sure of exactly what it is, but I've heard the term in-kind sponsorship. Can you? Say, can you tell me what is in-kind sponsorship and would that be a viable option for just about anybody out there? Absolutely. So in-kind sponsorship, I'll give you an example, actually. So I went to King Cole's and this was, again, in, in, in the 90s, right? Teaching myself. So I already gained the, the money from, from corporate brands. Right. So I went to Kinko's and I said to them the same thing. This was for a college event. You know, Kinko's, I can bring you up close and personal with your target audience of college students. They could come to you and print their their schoolwork. Right. It made it made sense. Kinko said, yes. I told them how much money I need. The person said, oh, sorry, we don't have the that budget. But what we can do is print your flyers and print your tickets that you want for the show. And I'm like, yes, I need <laughs> the budget to do just that. So that is what is in-kind sponsorship. When a sponsor gives you products or services or even a message, if you have a celebrity and, or an influencer like yourself, and they want you to speak to, to their target audience. And you say, Hey, my cost is, is, you know, 30 grand, but instead I'll show up. You don't have to give me the 30 grand. I will show up, but I need you to give me some media coverage. I need you to do some stuff that's going to, you know, quantify that 30k or whatever it is mm -hmm. so that in-kind sponsorship is instead of money they can give you products and services that you need as well as a message if you need that or celebrity presence 
Love it. Love it. Thank you for explaining that. That's a, and that's hopefully getting more people to think about how can we do things differently. And I've seen, I've seen that over time. Oh yeah. These tickets printed by, and they will give the, the name of the company right there on the ticket. As that's probably one of those in-kind sponsorships. I just never knew what it meant. So thank you for explaining that. So you, you've, brought so much great stuff here today as we as we kind of try to wrap this conversation up give people your your top tips for anyone who is responsible for bringing on sponsors what, what would you say your top couple things are hmm. okay my top tips would definitely be understanding event sponsorship whether you are a sponsor yourself whether you are a nonprofit organization or not, really just have the understanding so that we can have a meeting of the mind, you know, minds. I think that that's key to any positive relationship. Even if a person says, hey, it's not working, at least we understand, right, why it's not working. Maybe the sponsor doesn't have the budget. Maybe something behind, something's going on behind the scene that's causing them to say no, maybe something needs to be tweaked just a little bit. But let's have a meeting of the mind that we're talking about the same thing here, right? So that's mm -hmm. that's very that's very important. Um, the, the second thing is, so once we have the understanding of event sponsorship, is knowing the value, right? We, we just need to 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 provide value as well as receive value right when you're doing this sponsorship proposals when you talk about silver bronze and things like that that's great if you're doing a sporting event in the sporting event industry they know that lingo but a person like myself, I'm not in the sporting industry, so I don't even know if it's wrong, gold, silver, silver, gold, bronze. I don't know. <laughs> right. So make sure again, going back to the language. Right. So if you're going to name your proposal that let it target a, a sporting industry and then you show the value of what that sponsor is getting and then you show the activations that will achieve what you are offering that sponsor and you might want to change it up to instead of naming it the gold silver you might want to change it up to exactly what it is that you are offering for example is it community relations you know and then again go and list the activations because and I, I would buy more so community relation versus a gold package, right? So it's just like spell, you know, spelling those things out. So one is the understanding, two is the value, and then the third and fourth things, I would say the third one is to evaluate that's that sponsorship before you submit it and, or, or before you actually approve the sponsorship, evaluate it, quantify the amount, also be open-minded, you know, about new properties, sponsoring new properties, and be creative with connecting with other booths together to give the sponsor more value. And the fourth one will would be to measure, measure the outcome of the sponsorship to make sure 
that the sponsor is getting a return. And once you do that, you know, report it to the sponsor, say, hey, you know, you're making some money. I'm showing you that you're making the money. So would you, you know, sponsor next year, upsell it, go for three years, but definitely return value. And if sponsors are open to, you know, those things that I mentioned, we will see a lot of successful sponsorship. We'll see new sponsors as well thriving. We'll see sponsors outside of the of, of, of the areas as well. We'll be welcoming in new sponsors as sponsorship as sponsorship seekers become more creative. We'll just see this this huge shift. And for those who want to keep doing it the same old way and not open to to new things. I mean, new things are here, right? New things are here, and it's not it's not going to change. So you might as well have the meeting of the minds and let's do some some good business. Awesome, awesome. Those are some great tips, and like you said, it's you've got to be bringing the value. You've got to be bringing the value and returning that value back to your sponsors so that it's not a one-time thing that it, they want to come back and go, we've got to do this again. Thank you so much. Now, tell people a little bit about your book. Sure. So the How to Secure a Sponsor Successfully, which is the name of my book. Currently, I'm in the third edition. The it covers the, I mentioned earlier, the misconceptions about event sponsorship. There are seven huge misconceptions. It covers all seven of them. And then also I um, spoke about the communication part that's what opened up the event sponsorship realm to me, right? So the book covers understanding event sponsorship, in-depth knowledge, communicating with sponsors, and also the selling, what to include in a sponsorship proposal. And there, then there is a metric that helps both the sponsorship seeker and the sponsor. And I truly, truly believe that everyone, every sponsorship professional should read the third edition of How to Secure Sponsors Successfully. Awesome, awesome. So where can people find the book? They can find it at Barnes and Noble. They can find it at Walmart. But if you go to my website, eventsandsponsors.com, you will find a link there that will take you to the box. Awesome. Eventsandsponsors.com. And I will drop the link there into the show notes. So, so check the show notes if you want that link. And how can people, if they want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? The best way, I, I enjoy email, email address. You can reach me at info at eventsandsponsors.com. Okay, so reach out to Roberta at info at eventsandsponsors.com. And I and I know you've already given me your, your LinkedIn information. So I will drop all of your social links. Everything is going to go right into the show notes. So reach out to Roberta and learn more about how you can successfully sell sponsors, how to be creative at it how to communicate the right way so you can have a successful event and have it paid for. <laughs> Roberta, <laughs> thank you so much for sharing all this great information. Really appreciate you. My pleasure. All right, everybody. Keep learning, keep growing, and keep coming back to campus here each week at Trade Show University. We'll see you next time.